The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. A mysterious email turns our monster world upside down because tonight we talk to someone allegedly involved with the CIA, top secret government programs, folding space, high strangeness of all kinds, and don't call it an abduction, they've been here for years. New UFO video, your mail, all this and more tonight on Monsterland. Welcome to a wicked mystery. A paranormal perfect storm known simply as Monsterland. The Monsterland podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness, just outside of Monsterland, Massachusetts. And now, here are your hosts. Paranormal author, researcher, and speaker, Ronnie LeBlanc, and the host of the Curse of Oak Island drilling down on the History Channel, Maddie Blake. Hello, monsters, and welcome to another edition of Monsterland. Uh, with me, author, friend, lover, Ronnie LeBlanc. Hello. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing great. Of course. Nice, nice intro. <laughs> Thank I don't know you. If the wife's going to have well, questions. Well, she'll but... get over it. She'll get over it. All right. All right. Um, also with us, of course, our esteemed <laughs> producer, David, and associate producer, Kerry. We're all here. <laughs> we... Yo, yo, what's up? Well, what up? Uh, you guys are probably mad at us because we had a plan coming into tonight. Yeah. We were going to do a Bigfoot episode with Bigfoot Sound. Uh, from our previous guests from Squatchachusetts, Dave McCullough. Dave McCullough had mentioned he had some incredible Bigfoot sound mm-hmm. taken locally, and we were all ready to go. And then let, let's play a little game, Monsters, if you're listening. If you ran a podcast about <laughs> paranormal and uh, you had a show all planned and you are ready to go, and then you received a text, and the text read in part... This. Go ahead, Ronnie. Take it away. Hi, my name's Scott Varden, and I've been and still being visited by a group of aliens known as 2017, as identified by the Russian book of Alien Races Part 5. He goes into space time um, using the Star of Bethlehem, this whole case, and I sent it to Maddie right away. I'm like, holy crap. And then as I read further and further, he talks about he's worked with the CIA, Special Forces, (laughs) DEA. I'm like, I got to talk to this guy. Okay. (laughs) Dear listener, dear monster, if you received that text, and by the way, Ronnie is paraphrasing a text which was extremely long. Very long. And extremely detailed. If you received a text from a listener who said, I'm former CIA, I have had experiences with aliens as identified in a Russian secret- KGB book. (laughs) KGB book. (laughs) uh, Would you then cancel the plans you had for the podcast and talk to this guy? I think we owe it to you. you. Thank you. Thank you, David. Yeah, so that's what we're doing tonight. Scott Varden reached out to us. There's so much to talk about with this before we get to the interview in just a couple minutes. Um, Ronnie got this message. He sent it to me. Then Ronnie had, what, like a two-hour conversation with him on the phone? I called him to do a little pre-interview. And because when you get something like this, instantly you're kind of going, hey, this guy, is he crazy? What's, What's going on? So I called him. Great guy. We ended up talking for two hours. By the way, that wasn't uh, Carrie yawning that you just heard. That was her going, <gasps> looking at the size the of the text. text. <laughs> yes, yes. It's- Not the first time she's gasped at your size, Ronnie. <laughs> I am sorry. I am sorry. Wow. Let's stay professional. <laughs> Hashtag That's her. what she said. 
That's what she said. All right. So listen, uh, this text comes in and we just had to address it. You have a two-hour conversation with him. Yeah. And then I get on a phone call with him and you. Now, I've never been so ambivalent about a tale, meaning so much of what he said, there's, there's so, so many much. facets to his story. Yeah. Uh, ranging from abduction, although, as you'll find out in short order, don't call it abduction, um, <laughs> alien involvement, CIA, military, his work, like, solving crimes. He's just, he's got quite a tale. But so much of what he says, in so many ways, does check out. If you can kind of navigate through the yeah. things that almost sound too unbelievable and get down to the core of the message... It's very similar to a lot of other abductees. It, it falls right in line with that narrative. We're harming the earth. Yes. Um, we're communicating with certain people that are kind of tuned in. Yes. So I, I didn't have a, a problem with them, but I, again, I was still kind of questioning it. And then I said, you know what? Maddie needs to talk to him. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest, you know, like just like John Lear, um, Scott does kind of dip his toe into the conspiracy theory world a little bit, so I'm always res reticent to go there. Right. Not saying that he's wrong, and I'm not saying that he's right. I'm just saying when it comes to that stuff, that's not what this podcast right. deals with. So I was really trying to get a handle on him. I liked him. He, I, I know this. He believes in what he's saying. In what he's saying. Yeah. Um, but then when this whole thing changed was when we found out about his wife. Right. Or, you know, and, and, and she was with them in the first, one of the when first you talked to him, yeah. you said you could hear her in the background, yeah. right? When you, yeah. when you, when you talked to him originally, she was actually there. Right. And that kind of piqued my interest. And then we kind of found out she was, he said she was going for her PhD. Yes. And Chemistry we're like, and wow. Yeah. So it just became kind of interesting to me. And, and so as you'll hear, Scott has so much to tell that I think even Sometimes he has so much information he wants to share based on his experiences with these aliens that he almost can't communicate it in a way, right. you know, because there's just, it's no fault against his, but he's trying to convey in 20 minutes or 10 minute podcast interview stuff that is uh, eternal, right? you know, and, 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 and multifaceted. You had a, and you had a great idea. You well, said, you know what? You heard his wife. Let's see if she can get on. And, halfway and talk through, yeah, yeah, you'll hear about it. Well, less than halfway through this interview, I take a chance and just said, I "Think we talked to your wife?" And she comes on, and it really takes off. It becomes a whole different. It becomes a whole different interview, which we'll talk about after. So, without any further ado, and by the way, uh, he mentions things that, again, um, you know, I don't know that we had time to get into. We could have talked to him for three hours, but he talks about the aliens. Um, shooting basically gold into his head monatomic through, through glands, gold. monatomic yep. gold, which he feels opens him up to all this stuff, which is why he has... Creates an antenna. Yes, yep. like an antenna. And he didn't understand that until he went through hypnotherapy, so he mentions that. There's, To be honest, there's a lot of things he mentions that we might not be able to drill down on, right. and we couldn't drill down, down on it during the interview. And we had to, like I said, it could have gone on for hours. But if, if, if you stay with it... Um, when we talk to his wife, it really becomes an entirely different thing, I think. Yeah. About support and and dealing with people who are going through this and who believe that they're going through this. And I think it's really powerful. And so when we start this interview, Scott had already right out of the gate 
uh, just started talking. I used the word abduction, and he corrected me. Right. So here's Scott <clears throat> Varden um, teaching me what's what. All right, so Scott, you were saying uh, there's no such thing as abductions. Correct. And and so what did you experience then? What 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 do you think you experienced if it's not what we call an abduction? I, it's not just what I experienced. It's what I have been schooled, and I'm, I, they have no reason to, to lie. I mean, the experience with them is absolutely amazing. But when you say an abduction, people, what I have found in the cases that I've interviewed people on, that these people that say they have an abduction seem to have taken after the experience a different path in life. Hmm. Um, there may be, you know, it hasn't been my experience to have something in interaction with them in a negative way at all. And from what I was told and, uh, and, and what I've researched, is that basically this was agreed to before I even reincarnated into the body that I'm in right now. So therefore, when you're, you are taken aboard one of their craft, there's no, no matter what they look like, there's no fear involved. Hmm. It's just this overwhelming feeling of love. Hmm. And um, I've had an experience where I, saw, I thought something I thought it was a nightmare, and I thought something terrible happened, and it turned out to be a, a life-saving experience. It turned out to be a medical uh, intervention. So uh, that's why I don't. I did, there's just no way that I can even say that I've been abducted because it's not an abduction. It's something that was agreed to, mm. and, and and it has a long history. I mean, I've, I've had a couple of the QHHT past life, uh, quantum healing, hypnosis therapy, past life regression sessions with one of Dolores Cannon's number twos. And I learned a tremendous amount from those experiences. And so has my wife and so has my youngest daughter. And I don't think I've done any time traveling, but I certainly have been off this planet more than one time both in, in craft and in the out-of-body experiences, like you're traveling, like your soul is traveling through the universe. It's absolutely amazing feeling. And that's another thing. They proved to me that we are immortal spiritual beings. And they did this by taking my ethereal body up and having conversations and then me realizing that I could not see any part of my body, but yet I had this conscious feeling of love. I understood the conversation. Hmm. I responded. So you're taken out of your you, what we call your physical body, if, as it were. And you mentioned that you weren't scared no matter what they looked like. Uh, what do some of these entities look like? How do they appear okay. to you? I, I have um, I've had uh, an experience with three. Uh, that looked exactly like uh, Chewbacca and, and from the Star Wars, like a Wookiee or a, um, they call them Bigfoot or whatever. But these guys were uh, wow. They they, they were they were abs absolutely handsome, beautiful beings. But they look like a Star Wars character. Do they look like Bigfoot to you? What people call Bigfoot? 
perhaps yeah but the, the the way that they depict bigfoot and you know and and what uh grainy videos or photographs they've ever pushed around mm. um their features are much uh, they were much more clean they were in surgical garb wearing glasses so um you know they they didn't look like something wild let's put it that way it all started when on September 14th 2000 September 15th 2014 at 2:30 in the morning when two other investigators and myself left my living room where we had a meeting on something and we walked outside and everyone just froze and the guy in the lead said oh my god look at the sky everything seems so close and it did we didn't understand what we were watching or seeing but it, everything looked so close because you felt like you could reach up and touch a constellation but there weren't that many constellations in the sky because what was happening above us was a large spherical starship located between the earth and the moon was projecting plasma and folding the fabric of space now this starship has been seen through the centuries um scott can you can you talk a little bit about the the music connection that we we're talking a little bit last night that you mentioned that uh um chris from coldplay is on that list of of people okay um so things started it's like I told my wife, I think there's someone else in my head because I was getting all this information like, and it felt like there was another voice in my head. And basically what it is, is with the pineal gland and monatomic gold, you are connected to the universe. Basically, there's mm -hmm. a communication channel and the source. So when I started, I bought every single songbook and every single album of Coldplay. And when I started looking through the material especially the X and Y album, when I would find something, they would basically explain the message that is in that music. And when you look at uh, the, one of the greatest songs is called The Message. And the message is love, L-O-V-E. And that is, what, that is a tremendous song. But to top things off, I caught an interview with Chris Martin on uh, Howard Stern where Howard asked him, he said, Chris, your music and your lyrics are so tremendous. Where do you get them? And Chris put his right index finger up in the sky and he pointed. Mm. And he said, I get them from the universe. Mm. It, freaks, it freaks my bandmates out. Now, I had collected a whole bunch of information. And I had some other mu musicians because of knowing my son, Jace Varden, who is a co-founder of Pledge Music. Um, he put me in touch with these people that he was working with that were claiming that they were getting their music from the universe. And when I talked to these people, I mean, the story is, it's just, to me, knowing what I know is so believable. And I just wanted to assure them that it's, they weren't crazy, you know, because some people think, you know, will think that, but um, it's, it's really amazing. So I, 
went through their whole things and everything, and I wrote up, I wrote up a, a, a good sized package, and I sent it to Grant Cameron. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know if you know Grant, but it's been on the show. Yeah, oh, Grant guests. has he's yep. good yep. man. Okay, so Grant, um, what happened is Grant saw the same interview within minutes of opening my email, wow. and then he then he contacted me. And he said, "I cannot believe this." He said talk about things happening in the right order and so um uh that's when grant uh put that book together about the influence uh from the aliens on musicians musicians yeah we talked to him about that so it's a common theme you know john lennon saw ufo on and on on. um overall this sounds like it was it was an unbelievably positive experience for you. And you mentioned your wife also seeing these things. Is she is she available by any chance? Would she would your wife talk to us for a second? Sure, Lara, come here, babe. Thank you, Scott. No problem. And what's her name, Scott? Lara, L A R A. Great. Not Laura, like Lara. I call her half the time. <laughs> Lara. <laughs> here, here she is. Thank babe. you, Scott. Hello and good evening. Hi, Hello. Laura. How are you? This is uh, Maddie and Ronnie. <laughs> Hi, Maddie and Ronnie. How are you? Very We're good. Great. We're blown away by your husband's experience. And we, we I've never done this before, Ronnie. We've never done this before. No. And this is a great opportunity because we've talked to um, people who've experienced things like your husband many times, actually, and mm-hmm. authors. and But we've never talked to a spouse of, oh. of someone who went through some of these things. I mean, what... Overall, the tale your husband tells is incredible. What are your thoughts just in general about this whole experience? And and you've seen some of this stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, actually, yes, it is rather incredible uh, in many aspects. And not that I wouldn't believe him if I hadn't seen some of it for myself, uh, because I have such faith in him. Um, I mean, we've been together 24 years now, and he's he's such an honorable man, and he's never lied to me. Mm. Um, I've just the way that uh, when I first met him, also uh, he was not into any of this. Mm. He. You know, I mean, obviously, he uh, worked for the military, had been on, you know, details when, you know, um, a ship had come down. So it's, but this was a very life-changing event in, in many aspects when he was visited and when I witnessed the ship uh, back in September of 2014, and I saw a, a tremendous change in him, um, I would say more spiritually, mm. uh, more getting in touch uh, with the universe. Our relationship became much deeper. Hmm. And even though, like that evening, has he already told you the the details of that evening? Yeah, a little bit. And we've heard him in other podcasts tell it too. You, you saw this craft. Could you describe the craft? Lara? Okay. Well, when uh, I didn't see it up close like he did, mm-hmm. um, when he had woken me up and brought me out, it was already up in the western sky and it actually looked like an extremely bright, extremely large star that glowed a rose red. 
the thing that actually solidified it for me is when it was zipping around the sky. Oh, <laughs> I mean, goodness. this is precisely, I mean, I don't know what other way to, to explain it because when I was standing there, it would just, it, first, it, you know, it was like bouncing from one spot to another, like it was, Jumping. it was in one point and then in a moment we were looking it's like oh it's gone oh it's over there oh, and i mean wow. we were kind of looking around and then it would actually move it it, it kind of falls right into what he's talking about with the bending of space it seems right. To, right like it's jumping from one point in the sky to the next in, in a nanosecond you don't even see it absolutely but um like i, said, I mean it about 40 minutes had passed and we didn't even realize the time uh, that we were watching this. And, and I wasn't getting cold either because it was a chilly evening. Um, we didn't realize the time until after we had gone back in and I, I looked at the clock and realized like 40 minutes had just passed. But I mean, just watching it, it was absolutely mesmerizing, just beautiful. And it was very interesting because as it was, you know, jumping around the sky and then moving around for us and doing all these dynamic, amazing uh, movements, um, then Scott had said to me, he goes, now watch this. Mm. I'm like, what? <laughs> and all of a sudden it just like takes off, streaks across the sky and left this lingering reddish trail that wow. slowly dissipated. I mean, it was absolutely breathtaking. And at no point in time did I ever think, gosh, maybe I should get my phone and take a picture. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. and you, hear that, like, you hear that time and time again, right? Why don't yeah. you take a picture? Because in that moment, you're in this awe. There's no way yeah. you're even thinking like that. And uh, Exactly. Uh. Because to tell you the truth, it was totally being immersed in the now, mm. just taking it in. And like I said, it, it wasn't... I really wasn't paying attention to the temperature around me or, mm -hmm. or you know, standing outside or doing it. It was just that immersion and connection of watching this incredible object and, and the intelligence that is maneuvering it and taking it in in some intrinsic way that I still, you know, have difficulty explaining or even understanding fully. Right. But it, it was so profound. And, and Scott then, said something interesting, sorry to interrupt you, but when he said, watch this, and he, and he told me last night, he's like, now how the hell would I know what was going to happen next? But I just said that to her and all of a sudden it did this movement like across right. the sky. And, you know, it's really funny because he's done stuff like that and has done it more often, um, you know, since then, where it's he'll say something or explain something. I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, where did that come from? He's like, I don't know. It just, I, I just said it. It's like, I've got other people. I actually, I, I remember specifically shortly after that time. He would say, Laura, he goes, there are other people in my head. I'm hearing voices and, mm. and getting knowledge. He goes, I don't know where it's coming from, but I'm, there's somebody, you know, other people in my head. And it took him a little while to uh, understand what was going on. Mm. Um, you know, it, it was difficult for him at first. Right. Uh, and... It did cause um, 
some frustration, I would say, on his part and me trying to understand it as well and support him. You've been changed. It sounds like you've been changed in a major way. You're, you know, like you're, you're going after your PhD. Is that correct? And yes, you have to reconcile, I would imagine in some sense, this, you know, truly in some way, unbelievable tale and and your kind of doctor mind, you know, I would imagine there's a conflict. Because you've got, I actually, it was really funny because, um, Today, I was even talking uh, with my PI, which is a principal investigator, uh, basically uh, my main advisor, um, who's one of the professors. And uh, in the course that I happen to be taking with him right now, it's uh, uh, current topics in biology and medicine. And we were talking, the discussion was about uh, human uh, embryos and cloning and everything else. And one of the things he had brought up was... Oh gosh, I think it was back in what the '90s or something. The Raelians had said that yes. they cloned a human yes, and, and everything that. else. Okay, yep. and about um, how uh, uh, extraterrestrials had uh, manipulated our, our genetic DNA. code yep. and everything else. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like I almost didn't want to open up that Pandora's box too much, but there was a strong over tone of, yeah, right, you know, no, this, we really don't believe this. This is just, you know, people saying this. Um, But you're right about being in that scientific mindset, but then realizing there is so much more. What time did that experience happen when you saw this red unexplained? uh... Oh, gosh. Uh, It was probably like three o'clock in the morning. Okay. So Ronnie and I had an experience. Yes. Together with yes. a star-shaped craft mm-hmm. at 3 a.m. We both had the same type of experience you had where we paid no mind to time. And what or color anything. did it turn? And it turned reddish and on command. Mm-hmm. I said to it, show us, show us, is what I said. Uh-huh. And it started to change color and morph. So we had a very similar experience. And oh, absolutely. Funny that it happens that that is a very typical time that many people have experiences. 3 a.m., yeah, and that's always yes. been, there's been a bit of a malevolent tie to that, too, with some of the paranormal stuff with 3 a.m., but that's another story for another day. Do you know how, do you happen to know how um, Scott found us? He, he he wasn't quite sure. Do you, do you have to remember how he found this podcast by any chance? Honestly, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> he, he wasn't sure either. Okay, um, I think you're wonderful, Lara, and um, Thank you, Lara. you're a great oh. spokesperson for someone of a, of a scientific mind who has been changed by an experience. And I think uh, you and Scott together make a quite a compelling team, and uh, and we just appreciate your time. Thank absolutely. you, absolutely. Thank you, Lara. I'm back. Hey, Scott, I think you outkicked your coverage with her. She's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a gem. She is. But well, you know what? When yeah. you find out in, in a QHHT session that you have been together before in past lives, ah. that's when you have your soulmate. Got it. Scott, thank you so much for your time. It's an incredible story. Uh, we want to talk to you again. Your wife's incredible, and we, we just thank you for reaching out to us. Yes. No problem. We'll talk to you soon, Scott. Thanks There's so much. There's going to be a lot. There's there 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 are going to be a lot of things that are going to be happening in um, the next few years. That's going to bring everything to light. 
There you have it. Scott and Lara Varden. What an incredible tale. We're still unclear mm. as to how he found us. I asked him yeah. off air, how did you find us? And he right. was actually kind of um, spookily cryptic about it. He was. <laughs> and uh, I've asked, uh, I asked him twice, I think, yesterday too. And yeah. I said, were you supposed to reach out? You yeah. Know? And he kind of said yes. And it's almost like things kind of just happen where whether it's somebody, hey, you should check this out. And he was, wasn't sure if one of his friends said something, but he ended up just stumbling upon it and said, I, I got to reach out to these guys. Okay, so I'm, I, I'm stalked by a smoking man at the end of my street last week. Yeah. And then this week. And we're, talking we about can- CIA, we're talking about CIA the last episode, but Good here's Lord. the thing. Scott reached out to me on Friday. Before that? And our episode didn't drop till Tuesday. I feel so, a little bit better about that. So, or maybe know. worse. <laughs> And then we get a cryptic text from a former CIA guy who's gone through all this stuff. But uh, I think what's really compelling about that interview is, is besides the obvious stuff, right, is the relationship between him and his wife. And it speaks to this. Our attitude, Ronnie, on this whole thing is that we have fun and we don't take ourselves seriously, mm-hmm. but we take accounts seriously. Right. And we never want to assume that anyone is you know, quote unquote crazy or anything like that. We always take their stories at, at face value. And here's an example of that. Scott has so much intelligence and so much information to share. It's quite clear. Mm. When you hear his wife though, it becomes that much more compelling. Right. Not just validating in terms of her ability to give him street cred as it were, or some sort of credibility, but just the support. It speaks to support and love. And listen, if you don't believe that Scott has gone through this stuff, that's fine. But, you know, you don't ridicule and you don't judge. And and she speaks to that. And and she is a, as you heard, very intelligent woman. Oh. Smarter than you, dear listener, most likely. <laughs> she getting her PhD. And she clarified what he said about this this UFO, the rose color jumping from one point to the sky. And we've heard this over and over again from other reports where it seems to almost like shrink or just disappear, but it follows the whole yes. bending of space-time, and here's a scientific mind seeing it and witnessing it. I'm glad you said that because that also reminded me of what did we talk about during the Bob Lazar talk a, yes. a couple weeks ago was his bowling ball analogy, and what did he say? So think about this, Ronnie. It's almost like different words for the same thing. Mm-hmm. He's saying folding space. Right. He's talking about gravity like folding and so he looks like the sky is falling on you or on top of you. Yes. Right? He uses that wording. Bob Lazar says it's like putting your fist in a waterbed where there's a bowling ball and the bowling, bowling ball falls to you. Right. It's very similar. Very similar. Two different ways of putting it. Yeah. But it fits and a lot of stuff that Scott says fits the the larger narrative of I know he doesn't like the word, but abductees or, or people who experience these things. Right. And he talked about the monatomic gold, and you see in the Egyptian um, depictions, they're carrying like this little bag. He said, what they're carrying in that bag is the gold, the monatomic gold. That's what they were ingesting, whether it was you know eating this or whatever. Um, but he believes that this has kind of created this antenna for him to communicate and I don't know, man. I was, <laughs> yeah. He's he's. It's very compelling, and I think, I think that's a great message for tonight's interview. Is just support. You know, let's right. let's step away even from belief or not belief. If you have someone in your life that feels they're going through these things, you can support them, and if you open yourself up to it 
instead of just immediately dismissing it, you might find your world rocked. Right. Because I got to be honest with you, Ronnie, sitting right here right now is half of me, a huge half of me. And, and I saw a freaking full body apparition. So I'm already in the camp of, right? But when yep. you and I walked down on that driveway that night, a huge part of me, if not half of me, was going like, oh, this is just kind of fun, but it's nothing's going to happen. Right. This is, you know, right. not going to manifest it. But, and you, so if you open yourself up to it and you support the person, you might just find your entire worldview changed. It, it starts with belief. Mm. You know, they kind of pull it all together. Mm. Um, yeah, man. Or at least openness. Right. And, you know, we talked about a little bit before where you question someone what they see. Like, you know, are you sure it wasn't a bear? You didn't really see a Bigfoot. Again, here's someone that has all these experiences. He's like, I know what I'm going yes. through. Even yes. though it sounds crazy to yes. you, this is real. And, and, and Lara, his wife, coming on, kind of backing him up and hearing this intelligent woman explaining this is what my husband's going through. And I, yes, yes, I saw it with him and experienced it with him is compelling. I, th- you know, Scott doesn't want my advice, but if I was going to give him any, have your wife on every interview with you because she's fantastic. And he is too. Yeah. But she has a, there's something compelling about a husband and wife team, you know, right. witnessing these things. It, it just automatically does. And he, by the way, he had law enforcement people, according to him, at that event yeah, also, which he didn't get into. Mm-hmm. And, he went through, we didn't have time again, we had to edit some of it, but he had an abduction experience. Oh, sorry, not abduction, mm. according to Scott. He doesn't like that term. Um, he had an experience with a craft and aliens in Maynard, Massachusetts. Maynard, Massachusetts. Which yep. is, we always say, on the outskirts of right. Monsterland, but it is right on the outskirts of Monsterland. It is. And after that experience, too, there was a red orb hovering over the house. Orb again. We have yep. an orb coming up in this episode, actually, in we Monster do. Mail. A, an unbelievable video of an orb local, brand new, from a listener. Awesome. You are listening to the Monsterland Podcast with Ronnie LeBlanc and Maddie Blake. Ugh, another fucking pickup. Goddamn. Oh, shit, we're recording. Want to go deeper into the mystery? Get the book Monsterland, Encounters with UFOs, Bigfoot, and Orange Orbs by Ronnie LeBlanc. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere fine books are sold. We have yep. an orb coming up in this episode, actually, in we Monster do. Mail. A, an unbelievable video of an orb local, brand new, from a listener. Awesome. So why don't we get to that in a minute? But first, America's favorite segment run by America's favorite producer... David, take it away. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm coming apart! Now it's time for Monster Media. Okay, it's producer Dave here with Monster Media, and thank you so much, Maddie. If I can chip in a little bit to the paranormal, if I can be even half normal for the show, you know, I <laughs> Anyway, so... Uh, it's not the Academy Awards, Dave. Let's go. You know, <laughs> there's so many people I want to thank, though, Maddie. Um, I think Carrie's, really love that. I think <laughs> Carrie's jealous because I called you the world's greatest producer. Oh. oh she shot me a look. Yeah. She shot me a look. She took the cookies. save that drop. She, yeah. she took the daggers. cookies away from me. <laughs> so as we do on Monster Media, we explore depictions of the paranormal in... Movies, TVs, whatever, TV shows, Love it. song, whatever else it may be. Yep. And we listen to some clips, and then you guys can guess where it comes from. But then more importantly, discuss the larger issues at play. Did they get it right? Does it, does it uh, elicit some questions that we've discussed on Monsterland in the past? So without further ado, let's get to uh, this week's clip. There are actually two clips from the same movie. I thought it deserved it. Ooh. So you can name what it is. You can discuss over. You can talk over this thing, whatever you want to do. Here All we right. go with the clip. How's this playing tonight, guys? Come on. All right. 
Norad's not tracking any snoops in this vector. Shuttle Endeavor's in sleep mode. Okay, point source confirmed. Whatever it is, it ain't local. Position. You got it? No? Give me the other one. I'm going to play, okay. This, from the same movie, although. Oh, I had much, it. Okay. And then it. No problem. And then I thought it was something else. Here's the other one. I mean, for me, I, I need proof. Proof. Oh, I know it. I know it. Did you love your father? What? Your yeah, dad. Did you love him? We got it. That's McConaughey, yes. right? Very much. The movie is contact. Proof. You got it, Ronnie. It's contact so, with Jodie Foster. So I thought it wasn't when I had that noise, right. but then I was yeah. like, wait a yep. second. Is that? Yep. I thought it might be the new one. With um, what's her name? The redhead. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy yeah. Adams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I held up. What's Carrie? What's that called? Arrival. Is Arrival. that what that's called? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Which was pretty movie. good. Too. I want to talk about Arrival. In yeah, a that was actually my second. Monster Media. Maybe in oh. next episode we'll get we'll get to Arrival. No, no, I don't. Your, no, no, no. Oh, okay, I don't have right, it. Good. I didn't have it prepped tonight. No, no. This was it for yeah. tonight. I just, I just had a thought about because Arrival is uh, has similar tones. But anyway, well, I don't know what you guys thought about Contact. It's but, very but, timely, yeah. David, because. Mm. Literally in the last week or so, well, actually, we reported on this podcast, I think, last episode, another radio signal, patterned right. radio That's signal, right. consistent we talked about it, radio yeah. signal, yeah. and this entire film is based around, you know, SETI, basically, right. us sending up signals into space, hoping we get something back, and the movie fictionalizes, maybe... Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We yeah. don't know that right. it hasn't happened, but it fictionalizes what would happen if we did receive these signals. Um, I remember the scene with her... Mm-hmm. When she first hears the signal, she's got her headphones on, and they have this beautiful backdrop. It's like a one shot, and she's got her headphones on, and behind her are those huge satellite steady dishes. satellites, and yeah. she's just hearing the sound. Yeah. And I remember being so moved by that, almost to tears. Yeah. Like it was so beautifully shot. Mm. Um, the whole subplot. Right there we go. Oh, yeah. We're seeing it now. Thank you, Carrie. Boy, you are. Ma- Carrie's the world's greatest producer. Hey, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Dave, you're in second place now. <laughs> um, All right. well, no, but I, you know, I baked too. I baked. <laughs> and she baked the cookies for the yeah, podcast tonight. Yeah, it loses itself a little bit with the Matthew McConaughey. I think theological questions it brings up. You can't address those in a scene with, well, a, with yeah. a cute preacher. I think, but um, the also it, the ending with with not to spoil it for no, no, hasn't yes. seen it, but the dad. Spoiler. You know, like people wanted to see some kind of an alien, not a human being. Brilliant kinda, choice. You know. It was a stretch. Br- brilliant choice, though, in a way, because if an alien does appear to us, you think about it. He says to her, "You know, the guy who played Hack. Remember that show? Hack. Yeah. He was a oh, cabbie. Yeah. Uh, he he says he was to her, insane elsewhere. He was, he was, yeah, he, that's he was right. Yeah, yeah. Insane. How come uh, we know, don't course, know his name? He's in course, everything. This guy's in everything. You remember saying <laughs> elsewhere? I remember the show <laughs> Hack." <laughs> I he was in was Twelve Monkeys as well. He was like a badass. Oh, yeah. Cat. yeah, that's right. Uh, he's, in, he's in everything. Good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he plays her father, and he says to her, "She goes basically." I'm paraphrasing, of course. It was 15 years since I've seen it, or whatever it was. He, he's, uh, she says, "Is this what you look like?" And he says, "Well, this is how I'm going to appear to you, so that you don't lose your shit." Right. Basically, right. you know, right. Like, right. you yeah. can't handle what we are. Tom Scarrett. No, and, not Tom. No, 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 no. no. He, although he was in contact as well. And I Things think, didn't work out for him so well in contact. That's actually. right. And I think that was a brilliant choice. To do that. What, what an imagination. Now, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. As we have talked about in this podcast, we know for a fact. David Morse. Yeah, David Morse. Thank that's you. It. That's it. Actually, yeah. David, you have a little David Morse in you. He's a, <laughs> you do. Same I hair. resemble that uh, remark. He does. Same he's, hair. Like he the was going to escape it. Dana Moore. Oh, yeah, right. He was. That's right. Very he was. good character. I knew you were going to say David Morse. Yeah. Um, but I, I think... 
we know, we, no, I don't think we know, as has been detailed, we, should, we could do an entire episode on Hollywood's connection to, and we probably should because we keep alluding to it right. without really deep, deep diving into it. Put the uh, a list of all the movies that we kind of say, yes. these are all tied in. Yes, yeah. and we know for a fact that Hollywood has been fed information and it's happening now with Tom DeLonge oh, yeah. and his To the Stars Academy and the movies he's making. And we know that there's work between Hollywood and the government. So when we have a movie like this, the imagination, quote unquote, it takes that aliens would appear to us in a way that makes us comfortable. Right. The imagination, quote unquote, it takes that that capsule of hers drops and we only see it as a second. Right. But time is lost and she goes somewhere for a very long time. I don't doubt. Much to the chagrin of the James Wood char- James yes, Wood character right. at the end. Who, yeah. doesn't, right. who doesn't overact at all. No. But, but, but those type of things, I don't doubt for a second have happened. Have happened at the highest levels of our government and oh, yeah. that people have witnessed this, documented it and worked on it and then we're feeding uh, this to Hollywood very slowly in a protective way. Mm. You know, like little bits of information that are based on what actually happens with so, these things. Matty, right? that's why I picked the movie because it's, it's now there probably have been other movies that did this but you can talk about the the well. So, fire in the sky was a depiction of uh, of an Tactical, actual event yeah. that happened. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you get something like Independence Day, which is like cartoonish, you know, right. green, green, yes. little green men. Yes, this was an attempt to show what's really what's it really going to be like when the moment where there's this audacious signal from space that no one can ignore, yes. right? And I thought it was okay. So it, it's not an A plus movie. But I thought it it hit some chords that I said, yeah, that's how it probably happened. Like, jo- you remember the scene where Jodie Foster is making her way into the lab, and by now the story has broke, and the the religious fanatics are out, right. and there are people holding dan- the signs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yes. And it's yeah, like yeah. it has to be this big clash. So, um, listen, McConaughey as a holy man was a little much, but <laughs> it did bring up. It reminds me of. Monsterland and your conversations in this in this regard, um, you know the 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 people who are the Neil deGrasse Tyson camp, science one hundred percent. You can be in that camp, and Neil deGrasse Tyson would say science always wins. Look back in history, in Salem, Massachusetts, we hung people because we thought they were witches. Right. Okay, science proved that was outrageous. People used to think the Earth was flat. That's outrageous. Science proves you're wrong, but. Um, to the question of whether God exists or whether or whether there are unseen things that we simply don't understand but exist, how do you possibly explain it if you're a science person? And in one little moment there, I like what the McConaughey character said. There are some things you simply can't see. And sometimes I think you guys talk about these mm-hmm. things. Like you, 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 um, you at least have to go in with an open mind and know that it's, you're not always going to be able to prove something like you did in science class Am I uh, right. making Absolutely. any sense? Absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. we said it tonight with Laura in the interview. She's going after a doctorate, and there are things that can't be explained with your with your science. You know, right. it's true. I always think about evolution, and not to do this to do an evolution debate at all. It's not meant to be that, but the, you know, there's micro evolution and macro evolution, mm-hmm. and and so to believe that things happen within a species, right? Right, is one thing. To believe that a species can become another species is another thing. So, you know, there are people who believe in, there's no such thing as evolution, I'm a whatever, religious guy. And there's people who believe that, yes, within a species, things can change. Mm -hmm. And then there's people who believe that, well, uh, you can change an entire species into another species, like, you know, ape, ape, ape into man. 
Yeah, we we haven't really seen that, right? Like, right. That that <clears throat> now that's a leap of faith. Even though mm-hmm. scientists say it, that little part of it right there that because we just don't have, as I understand the science, full concrete evidence that that leap can be made that right. G- DNA can literally change and morph. Not within a species, but become another species mm. entirely, as I understand it, read about it. But my point is not evolution. My point is you have to make a leap of faith sometimes, even within science. You know what right. I'm saying? Even yeah. the hardest science that there is still says, well, we just know based on a bunch of other things that that's probably the case. And isn't that faith in a way? Yeah. Right? Right. You take a preponderance of evidence, and you look at it, and you go, well, all these witnesses, I, I think there is something in the sky that we don't understand. That's a leap of faith. Right. In the end, and and there's just some things that so many people see that you just can't explain. It's it. undeniable too that that the amount of all these reports that right. continue it's to undeniable. happen, it, and it's happening today. It's going to happen tomorrow. A week from now, it's still going to keep on happening. Let me ask you this, Ronnie. Yeah, that movie Contact that David just played, uh, 1997, I 97, think. 97. Yeah. Okay. It is now 2000. Just turned 19. Mm. Isn't it funny that movie comes out in 2007? And we've just had, and, and we've said before in this, it takes years. They they show it to us, and then years go by, and a right. little, and now we've just had, as we said, if 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 okay, let me put it this way: nineteen ninety seven, that movie comes out. If two weeks later, USA Today reports that we just had our second patterned signal from space. Oh yeah, blows I mean, up. Holy right? crap! I, I, blows you know, up. But now this movie's in our this movie's kind of in our subconscious a little bit. It's. It's we've, we're already used to the ideas. David said, like, this is how it would look. This is how it would sound. So you wait 10, 15 years, and I'll say, hey, we're getting these signals from space. It's happening. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maddie, as, as a bonus that I'll probably cut out later, can I do an imitation of McConaughey from True Detective? If you cut it out, I quit the podcast. All right. Well, hey, <laughs> hey, we're all on the same page. Here we go. Uh, Rusty Cole. I think human consciousness was a tragic misstep in evolution. We became too self-aware. Nature created an aspect of nature separate from itself. We are creatures that should not exist by natural law. Thank you. Wow. Wow. That was beautiful. David, time is a flat circle. And I'll just send Carrie, that with. You, what, you want to Don't do you miss character? that? Don't you miss Rusty? Oh Cole? my God! Well, did, now, did you did you see? Oh, did good, I right? See it? Did I see it? True Detective uh, True episode detective. one and good? two, I guess. It's not good. It's great. It's great. Really? It was awesome. Yeah, the the premiere two yeah. episodes were. I was riveted. I yeah. love the first. Uh, we're talking about True Detective. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. Mister Mo- right? Mister Mister Moonlight, yeah. whose name I can't. Oh my God! Is and he... uh, Stephen uh, Dorf. Yeah, so good. Very um, good. Let's just pretend that season two, True Detective, never happened. Exactly. Let's well, they're right. They're, they're borrowing heavily from season one, right? No doubt. The it's the same. But so what? Yeah, it's but great. it works. Yeah. Why fix it? Ain't broken. All right, uh, Dave. What's next? That was. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I mean, I got more, but I, I think I think that was a meaty uh, okay. segment of. I, I mean, I yeah. You want more? Do I got more. I love this game. All right, sure. I think it creates. Uh, li- hey, it's our podcast. We can go over an hour. Absolutely, right. we got all the time in the world. Uh, so, this is uh, more on the ex- obscure tips. If you can name what movie this is from. You, hold on. All right. I'm sorry, David. Uh, We're starting we have, over. We have a pronunciation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mahershala Ali. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. It meant no You're disrespect. Welcome. I loved him in... Um, Moonlight House of Cards. Okay. Are you ready for a clip number two? Or three or whatever yes. this is. Okay, yes, here yes. we go. Please. Please don't leave me. You're safe now. Please. Don't worry. Don't worry. I just got to go. Please. Please. 
That's all right, sweetheart. I'll be back in a jail. Oh, shit. God damn it. You gotta be shitting me. Yeah, we'll go ten more seconds here. It's coming! I think Shit, I know what this is. It? Yeah, I saw it! Jesus Ace Christ, you satisfied! Alright, would you believe that this I'll give you a clue. I think that, I know what this is. You do, I go think. ahead. Go. Does this take place in Alaska? I don't know that information. Is this Mila Jokovic? what's her name? Mi, uh, Mila, Mila Jovovich? Yeah. Yeah. Is this Mila Jovovich? Um at the moment, I know the name of the movie. I, I need to look up more. I, I can tell you, it is the. It, well, I'm gonna get, kind of give it away. But do you know I'm the na- do you know the name of the movie that you're or you're dancing or you're beating I'm around the bush here? Because I can't think. Uh, of so it's this is w- known as one of the best squat Sasquatch movies. Oh, ever no! Made. This is I know what this is. Go Holy ahead. shit! I was thinking Alien. Yeah, that's the the uh, '70s movie about the about Bigfoot. The Come Boggy, on. Uh, Boggy Creek. Boggy Creek. No. Damn it. Sorry. Uh, um, thank you for playing, though. The son of Bigfoot. No. Boggy Creek, they shoot at it. And so like, I don't know son if you of a guys, bitch. So I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, but but hold on, hold on. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, any, can you think of any oh, other great sighting? Sasquatch movies? No. Dead Bigfoot. From 2006. Whoa, I missed this. This stars Matt McCoy, Jeffrey Combs, Lance Henriksen. You know him. Yeah. But Rex Lynn, D. Walsh. The name of the movie is Abominable. Oh, Put Abominable. that up on the screen, oh, Carrie. Yeah. Um, film begins wow. with a farmer named Billy Haas and I've his wife Ethel. We like, missed this. We're going to take yeah. some time and watch the whole thing. It's only an hour. And- How come there aren't more good Sasquatch movies? I think that's the question, right? Well, because I, I went looking great for Great question. Yeah. I went looking for him. Okay, so they, they go into the horror category. That's, yeah, well, so know. they made. I'm glad Ronnie, because Ronnie, I, I would have bet if there was if there was ten. Th- first, I thought it was aliens. I was thinking aliens, mm-hmm. so I was thinking of that scary one when they're fallen angels. Mila Djokovic would have oh, yeah. in Nome, Alaska. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Nome, Alaska. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was what it was. Right, and then when you when he said Bigfoot and you said Boggy Boggy Creek, if there was a million dollars on the table, I would have said that's Legend of Boggy Creek, which mm. I saw when I was a kid. And then what's funny is. <clears throat> that movie was like a sneaky hit. They made it for nothing, and right. it was a sensation in the seventies. And then they like fought over it. I, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it's something like this, David. I don't remember if it was two or three or whatever. But like because they fought over it, they called <laughs> the second one like three. So it was like the Legend of Boggy Creek three, <laughs> but it was only the second one or right. something like that. It was, like, <laughs> it was just a mess. Everyone's looking for two. Yeah. But it's actually the first one is so. Like Blair Witchy in a way. Oh, yeah. It's so Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. It's actually frightening. Yes. They like use like real millimeter. locals. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's it's I haven't seen it in years, but that cool movie post. It's someone a should, great question. Someone Why? should make the definitive Sasquatch David, movie. David, that yeah. you you hit it. Uh, if someone could you, make Yeah. You look at the lists and would and well they no, just made uh, joking aside, Harry and the Henderson appears on all of the lists. Oh, so, yeah. so right. where does it's that leave us, gag. people? Come there's, on. There's yeah. one called Extinct that came out, which was I think from the guy that did Blair Witch, okay, or, but I never, I never see it. Not e- not exists, Ronnie. Extinct. Extinct. Okay, we're looking at we're we're uh, combing the archives Extinct of Sasquatch seven? movies here. Now, and, and, David, this is a great point because yeah. you know we've talked about on the show how serious we take these Bigfoot encounters, and they are mostly really disturbing and really frightening for the people that go through them. 
And you know, you heard our guests from Squatchachusetts. Those guys weren't, you know, are not right. non credible witnesses. So I think it's a great point. We are missing the definitive, frightening, realistic Sasquatch movie. Ronnie, mm. you went through an experience as a child that frightened you to your core and changed your life. Right. I think this needs to be made, and I think we need to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might be tall enough to if you put me in a body Honest suit to, to play God, a Sasquatch. Why no, why no, but kidding made aside, a, made a Patterson Gimlin film kidding movie, is, right? You no, know what it I mean? would be it would be great to see Everything something very cool like that. That we're watching clips from Harry and Hendersons. Thanks a lot, Gary, <laughs> for for proving our point. But everything that I've learned from you guys about Sasquatch sightings is it's not the Chewbacca-like uh, figure that just mm -hmm. flies out and rips your head off. It's it's a mysterious creature that doesn't necessarily not that doesn't necessarily want to be seen and also is not necessarily of this earth is not necessarily right. flesh and blood i don't right. think anyone's made that that movie you're exactly yet. right yeah. and 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 they oftentimes like uh, you know the skunk ape down south like they stink they're matted they're, these are frightening experiences and i think right. someone could really do a good job man you're right why hasn't someone done this film it's a great point we might have to actually do it let me take a minute to talk about the Boston Podcast Network with Ronnie here. Uh, just a few years ago, Ronnie, podcasting was on the fringe of the media world. We all know that. Mm. Now, there are more than half a million active podcasts. We're on the verge of an information revolution. Uh, working with pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network allows you and your business to be part of it. Pod617 can produce your show soup to nuts with their professional producers like Kerry here. David in the back, yes. Ian the man at Media Boss, dynamic on-air hosts like us, mm -hmm. radio quality equipment that you can see right here. They produce my show, and I couldn't be happier. Right, Ronnie? Oh, the best. These people are the best. Working with the Boston Podcast Network means becoming part of a community, allowing you to share in our success as you become part of a professionally marketed platform. Contact Pod 617 to start planning. In the meantime, listen, learn, and binge. Whether you're into music, sports, comedy, business, politics, or the unexplained you'll find something here for you. Visit pod617.com in pod we trust. You are listening to the Monsterland Podcast with Ronnie LeBlanc and Maddie Blake. If you have questions or an experience to share, please send us your monster mail now at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. Now it's time for Monster Mail. Ronnie, Mike knew our voice guy, just told us the email address, but there's more than one way to get a hold of us. How else can people leave us a message? On our socials, they can go to Monsterland Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we have our monsterlandreport at gmail.com email, as you mentioned. David, before we get into the Monster Mail, I just remembered the thought I wanted to say about the Bigfoot film, which is a, another great point you make. We mm -hmm. need the definitive Bigfoot film. Yeah. I think it speaks to still how ridiculed the phenomena is and how people don't take it seriously. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I think the fact that no one has deigned to make a serious-hearted film about this phenomenon speaks to that people just aren't still taking it seriously. They at will some take point the UFO it, seriously. At some point, it became a punchline. Yes. It, it might have been an SNL skit or something, but someone took that that iconic, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, footage of the the granny footage. Patterson's Gimlin film. Yeah. Right. And like all of a sudden you see Big, Bigfoot is playing tennis and Bigfoot yeah. is like, and it yeah. just, it be uh, unfortunately became a running joke. Do you think the tipping right. point might be that there's a fucking uh, beef jerky running series yeah, of ads? Yeah, there that, that is. There you go. Which that are very funny messing with Sasquatch. That's the pinnacle. Yep. But I always, that's right. the association now. We got to get yeah. the monster mail, but I, I, I 
part of me, my heart always drops when I see those, and some of them are very funny, but my heart drops because I think of witnesses who we've talked to, Ronnie, whose lives have been negatively affected right. by this thing, and I'm just like, uh, that makes it hard for them. You know what I mean? So anyway, yes, David, it's a great point. Someone needs to make the great Bigfoot film, and I'm sure a perhaps a monster out there will send us a monster mail about something in production that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, this monster mail edition is the best we've had yet, which halfway, not even halfway through season two, is probably right on course. We want you guys actually to direct the show in a way. We want more material from you, and it continues to pour in. So here's our first one. This one actually came in through our connection to Oak Island in a way. Mm, Um, This reads, Hey guys, I'm a Curse of Oak Island fan and dedicated follower. I've noticed that the History Channel has been mentioning Foo Fighters in new programming like last week's premiere of Project Blue Book, which we talked about here. I want to share my mother's experience with what may have been related in some way. Perhaps there's some correlation. She was living in Bremen, Germany at the time during World War II. And when the following happened, she was in their summer house. This is a great, listen to this. When a giant ball of light she described as fire rolled through her house, it came in one wall, rolled through, and exited the other side, leaving no trace whatsoever of entry or exit or damage of any kind. Here's the thing. Their house was directly across the street from Messerschmitt plant in Bremen. Now, can we look that up? Messerschmitt plant in Bremen. She passed away recently, but I had made a few notes of her recollection and thought someone in your circle of acquaintances may find it interesting. Best wishes on continuing a successful career. Um, Do we know anything about Messerschmitt plant in Bremen, Germany? We don't, but this is reminiscent of a case that happened in Fitchburg Ooh. with a girl who I went to high school with from Leominster, had an orange orb as they were inside the house, came from outside, went through the walls, through the house, and out the other side of the wall. The oh, my God. Are you freaking, serious? I swear to God. Holy shit. Same so we have a thing. local tie, to, which is our whole point of yes. this show in a way, a local tie to stuff happening internationally. Yeah. And uh, oh my God. I want to say... Jason Dawes from Taps and Ghost Hunters actually had talked to her about that Holy way back, moly. maybe over 10 years ago. So I'm looking up Messerschmitt in, well, of course, it's all in German. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a second. Was a German aerospace manufacturer connected to the uh, Foo Fighters? So the grandmother experiences a ball of fire. Mm. Now, this girl who sent this to me was an Oak Island fan. And Dave Blankenship on Oak Island, on my special, described a, quote, ball of fire coming Mm. over the water through Oak Island. He sped onto the island to find out what it was. Well, you know what? I'll let my upcoming special tell you that story. But, um, okay, Messerschmitt in, I'm probably butchering that name. Uh, Let's see. It was a aerospace manufacturer formed as a result of several mergers in the 1960s. That's interesting. So you basically have a, you know, manufacturer of aircraft, right? Aerospace. Right near where his, where where this uh, listener's grandmother, where she, where her grandmother experienced this quote unquote ball of fire go through mm. her house. That's incredible. Yeah, and you know, during that time too, the each, uh, the U.S. thought it was the the others, right? And it was vice versa. So and hmm. 
again, something going through physical walls and going across is pretty amazing. We have that same connection to Lumister, mm. Fitchburg area. So that is incredible because you have this tale of her grandmother having this ball of fire go through her house with no exit path, mm -hmm. no markings. Now, very interesting how this ball of fire is near a aerospace manufacturing plant mm. and how that's connected to the Foo Fighters that they were chasing the planes and following the planes. Weird connection God. there. Great email. Thank you. Keep those coming. Uh, and then Barbara S. on Facebook sent me this. This is a link to an article. And we don't do a lot. We haven't done, uh, not because we don't want to, but just because it hasn't come up a lot. Um, but we are going to, because that's my background more than you, Ronnie. You're more UFO and crypto. I'm more paranormal. Um, this is titled, Mom Shocked When Security Camera Appears to Show Ghost of Late Son. Unbelievable. Huh? So a mother loses her son two years ago due to an accidental overdose, and she has a security camera in her house. She's uh, Jennifer Hodge of Atlanta, Georgia. And she's watching TV with her 21-year-old daughter, Lauren. And she gets an alert from her Nest camera, it's mm. called. And it's triggered by any sort of movement or noise. And suddenly she looks at the footage and there's a person spotted, uh, spotted in the entryway. And when you look at the still, Ronnie... Oh, it's so clear. It's, it's so clear. It's clearly a, an image of a person. Yeah, boy with a, with a white shirt or yes. a robe on. Like, almost like a robe, it almost looks like, in her kitchen. So put it wow. this way, unless this was manipulated on purpose, this is stunning evidence. Yeah, no, it gives me chills just looking at it. Yes. And, and, and the fact that's you know, you try to have some empathy, think about your mom looking at her son that's passed, and that's yes. pretty, pretty emotional stuff. It is. She said she believed that it was his way of letting her know that she's okay, that mm. he's okay and happy in heaven was her quote. Wow. Unbelievable. It is. That's that's nuts. And there's all kinds of things you can... Those things are tough because, again, you can't... Unless you're a, an expert in that type of thing, it's hard to prove something was manipulated or faked or whatever. Sure. But it seems hard to believe that a mother of who's, a son who died of an overdose would yeah, do something you're gonna like that. You're going to take advantage of... of yeah, your own son's memory. I to, always look at that. I go, what is to benefit from this? You know, motivation. Someone to do. Yeah, yes. exactly. So that's if you check that out, um, it's a great story. It's 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 came out January fifteenth, uh, two thousand nineteen, as we record this. Um, so thank you, Barbara, on Facebook. And finally, this is the coup de grace. Mm. This is the one I'm excited about because this is real. Then this is local, and this is from a Monsterland listener. This isn't like video of a story in, like this one in Georgia, which is right. great. But this is Monsterland. This is right near Monsterland. This awesome. is in uh, New Hampshire. So this comes from Steve. He said we can use his name. He goes, I don't care. I ain't scared. Great. Use my name. Monsterland <laughs> love fan. It. Love it. Yeah. Listens to Monsterland. This is an organic email. This is the type of stuff we want. If you have video, if yes. you've had experiences, More send it stuff. to us. We will deep dive into this. This is Steve Baruby in New Hampshire. Here's his email. Hey, guys, my neighbor captured this video of an orb. Mm. Uh, over Barrett Mountain in New Hampshire. My friends told me they've seen some at the same location while camping on my property five years ago. I was always skeptical until I saw this video. My neighbor says they see them all the time. Wow. Thank you, Steve. 
So what we're about to play, you're only going to hear the audio, obviously, out there in Podland, but this is a really stunning video of some sort of orb. And you're going to hear, I, I think it's Steve and, and presumably his girlfriend or wife or fiance or maybe female friend, I don't know. This is them reacting to the video. And I think it starts at about 30 or so, uh, David. Play this. Wow, look at that thing. It's So what you're seeing is, is a white... Shining no? orb. Well, it, I'm recording it. And it looks like it's spinning. Yeah, it does. It's incredible. I think of uh, the wheel within a wheel, like in the book of Ezekiel, talks about the, you know. And it was enough to make them react to it and go, oh my God, we got to film this. Right. And, and plus, with the history of orbs in that area. And it went out of my screen, and it's coming back in my screen. That was looking the same right off. That's why I was looking at it. Where'd it go? Come back. She's trying to chase it with the camera here. Oh, there it is. There it is. So I mean, completely silent, right? Because they're not capturing any kind of sound. Some right. of them talking. Um, right. Hey, guys, we'll put yep. that up on pod617.com backslash Monsterland awesome. so Excellent. people can take a look at it. Oh, and also our guest tonight sent us pictures. I forgot to mention that. Yes. Crap, I should have mentioned that during Scott the interview. Scott Varden. Scott Varden, our interviewee tonight, we asked him for, is there any sort of proof, anything you can give us, because your tale is incredible, anything you can give us? And he sent us some pictures he took. We'll also post those on our Instagram yes. and, and elsewhere. Um, Ronnie, talk about this orb video and what it means to you as an orb experiencer. Yeah, just, you know, for me, seeing this this kind of situation seven, eight times now, uh, it never gets old. It always has that kind of mystical quality to it. And I'm always mesmerized by these things because there's always different theories that there's entities inside of these, mm. um, that they are in itself energy. People have talked about being angelic beings or being interdimensional beings or just being this ball of energy. Um, and this is pretty fascinating to see that and it has movement to it. Just it's not just like the solid light, but it just seems to be alive and fluid. Is yeah. the best way I can describe it. And that's very similar to the, to the ones I've seen that has almost like plasma moving around like a liquid, not like a solid, not a solid light, but no. something inside it. Yes. And who was the woman who took pictures of these things and 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 saw like faces and, and yes. things like that? Uh, she's in Australia. Okay. Uh, Merlina, and I reached out to her. So we'd love to have you on the podcast to talk about because she's actually taken these photos and zoomed into elements of these orbs and there's faces of these different creatures that it's undeniable. She's been able to take that and actually going into paintings. But uh, she responded back and said, you know, right now I'm just not ready to kind of... She's sharing stuff on Facebook and yeah. these different pictures and right. her research, but I think she's still not as confident to kind of come out. And I said, listen... This is the place to do it. Yeah, this is the place to kind of come come forward and and uh, talk to us and kind of get the word out what her work and what she's doing. Well, I mean that video to me, if you when you look at that, if anything had anything floating in it, it would be that video. Like you can almost see inside it something's moving yes. or something. It's really like compelling. a spiral effect and kind of moving yes, around. Yes, yeah. yes, it's not just like a light. Right. Can we tell the story about your sister? Mm. Would you be willing to tell that right of now? Of course, yeah. Because that's an orb story 
And it's very powerful because it's personal to you. So yeah. you, you lost your sister to cancer. I did, yeah. How old was she? She was, she's um, 35 when she passed. And when was this? Six years ago. And, on and seven years. And you take it from there. With yeah, the so I, I had met a energy healer, uh, Reiki master, an, another one. This is, a, you know, back then. And, and we were talking about different things. And um, my sister had just passed that year, I believe it was. And I went to my parents' house. My kids were over there, staying over, and I went to go pick them up. It was you know late at night, uh, the next day, and I was picking them up. They're getting in the car, and this energy healer had told me, you know, you can take pictures of orbs at any time. Go outside, you know, no light pollution in the dark. Kind of ask them to show themselves and take pictures without a flash. So. I thought of that for whatever reason, the kids in the car, I'm standing there. I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to take some pictures. And I didn't think of, you know, my sister or anything like that in the sense of that she's going to appear. Right. But I said, okay, you know, um, I want to take a picture of an orb. Let's go. And I, I'm going to start taking pictures now. So I said it out loud. Your exact words kind yeah. of when we saw the UFO. Exactly. You're like, all right, let's go. And I took uh, five pictures and the first four, there were just nothing. And the fifth picture, I took the picture, but I didn't look at the lens. I looked away, and there was a flash. And I was like, oh, crap. I hope I didn't put the flash on. So I just right. put it in my pocket. I didn't look because I was like, I didn't want to ruin anything. Right. I got home. The kids got in, whatever. And then I grabbed the phone, and I looked at and I scrolled through the pictures. One, two, three, four, nothing, five. And there's this white streak right across, and it matched up with pictures of orbs that she had sent me on Facebook. So I sent her a message yeah. immediately and just said, you're not going to believe what I just it captured. <laughs> yeah. Right. And she goes, wow. She goes, um, so she's talked to me and told me she deals with the angelic realm. And she said, your name, Ronnie LeBlanc just came up five minutes before you just sent me that message. And when that happens, typically I get in contact with that person in some way, shape or form within 24 hours. And they basically gave me your name, and five minutes later, you're texting me about seeing this orb, this experience. So I was blown away just by that yeah, kind of yeah. connection and this, um, this whole thing. And and right after that, I think it was the next day, there is a um, my daughter saw and I, a light being appeared in the doorway mm. of her room, appeared mm. for a second, and I saw it, and I didn't say anything, and she goes. Whoa, Dad! You see that? There's a thing of white light above. I was like, "Wow!" So she saw it like with me at that same time. Okay, I don't know if the microphones picked this up, but right when you were talking about that, a speaker just fell off the window in the background, which is freaking. Yeah, and, and I—that's <laughs> my speaker. By itself? Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's a speaker that David I, was standing up, but it just came came I, right off the windowsill. I don't know. If holy it, shit! Really? Yeah, right when you were talking I, about that. Yeah, I don't think I hit it. No, you didn't. Um, I could see you watching out of the corner yeah. of my eye. Yeah, it, it I, I, let's just say I was surprised when I hit. I felt it hit, hit the back of my leg. Yeah, it kind of came Whoa. off that. Because it was just like that. Jesus. Like that. Holy crap. So, Ronnie, okay. All right. We should <laughs> shut this down. So that's a sign. That's a sign <laughs> now, right there. you took that as your Get the hell out of here, guys. That was a, that was a sign right there. That, that No doubt. What You're we were talking, talking about, about. Wow. And maybe not her or, you know, but Yeah. All right, um, <laughs> let's get out of here before we either A, get killed by the CIA or Ronnie's sister appears in a full-body apparition, <laughs> which would be awesome, actually. Uh, and by the way, it's my mother's uh, the 19th. It's the 17th as we film this 19th the anniversary oh, of her wow. uh, passing. Yeah, wow. so heavy time for me, too. But yeah. um, 
this is life, man. This is life. We we all lose people, and, um, and she's still talking to you. She's still communicating oh, to you. That's right? another so, episode. We'll do a that's whole right. episode of my. It happened last night. Shut. I got video up. Okay, hold on. What the hell? It's our podcast, Dave. What's another five minutes? Okay, here we go. We're back on, people. Hold on. We're we just- have the uh, studio <laughs> reserved <laughs> until the end of time, Maddie. Okay, so hold on. So my mother, because my nephews. Oh, this is so weird, dude. Wow. This is so. Okay, this is so unbelievably weird. I I can't believe it took to this long to get to this. I didn't even plan on telling this tonight, but this is how it happened. Last night, as I mentioned, last night was the night I flew to Orlando into to Florida, basically yes, into Orlando to be Airport with your mom, right? to be with my mom because my dad said, "Hey, get yeah, here." Yeah, she was in the final stages. I got there. The first thing she said was, "She was so tough, dude. She was so awesome." She goes, "She could barely talk," and she goes. What are you doing here? Like, in other words, like, don't. <laughs> she knew she was going. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was just the best. So it, then it was like, you know, 48 hours of the hell that you go through. Oh, yeah. You know, monsters, you're listening. You've lost people to cancer. It's, it's hell for 48 hours until they finally pass. But it's also heaven because you right. go through these beautiful experiences with your family these and her. Moments, and yes. Her passing was unbelievable. I won't get into that. But Last night was the night I flew out. So I was thinking of her, mm. and she passed on the 19th. It's the 17th as we record this. So I filmed a little video of my son, <laughs> Max, Mad Max, using the clapper that my brother got him. Nice. And classic invention. Right. right. So he <clears throat> goes, I go, Max, you ready? And I, and I send it to my family, and he goes, and the lights go off in the video, and we all laugh. Very funny. Yeah. So I go into bed and the and I'm thinking my mom's on my mind always, especially the night I flew out mm. three years ago now. And I was thinking about it and I literally had the thought I put on the TV and I'm sending the video out to my family of my son doing using the clapper. And my thought was, ah, this is moments where I miss my mom. Like she should have been on this video chain. She would have loved more than anyone else this video of my son using the clapper, right? Now, my mother was called Gugga. Which, she, which she wasn't crazy about. What was that? Does that mean Because anything? my nephew couldn't say grandma. Or, ah, or, okay. Or, yeah. So it was like, Gaga. when he was one, or Gaga, she was like, oh, no, that's going to stick. You know? <laughs> and we all laughed about it. it was a con- So uh. she, we all called her Gaga for years because we knew that she, you know, she probably wasn't that crazy about it. Yeah. So as I'm thinking about her, I'm watching Modern Family. As that's that all thoughts, going on, that you know, thought's going on, like, yeah. and this comes on. And mind you, we always compare the mother character in Modern Family who looks like an exact replica of my sister and mother. She's like a hybrid of my sister and mother, which we've always joked about. And this is what comes out. Remember, her name was Gaga. Maybe we don't have to lock anything down right now. Oh, my God. I love it. Hey, Gaga. <laughs> and my what? heart, my heart what? dropped. <laughs> As you're having up. this yeah. thought. That's yeah, 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 yeah. And she's been appearing to me in dreams. It, it just goes on and on. Now, when my mother passed at the funeral, at the wake, a friend of mine who I haven't, you know, I don't have, we were very close in junior high. His dad had passed. And... It was in the midst of all the drama and the mm. tears and the wake. And he has this big smile on his face, like tears in his eyes, but a smile on his face. And he grabbed my hand. And this stands out amidst all the three days of that hell. He grabbed my hand. He goes, you just wait, man. He goes, you wait. She's going to come into your life in ways you don't even know yet. It's magic. Wow. And I knew he was talking about his father. Mm. Like he had had that ex- these type yes. of experiences with his father. And yeah. I knew it. 
And I haven't even followed up with him on that, but it's been three years of that now. Wow. Of that type of moment. Wow. She says hi in so many different ways. I mean, that's that's stunning. And I'm watching Gaga, and then the girl actually goes, I love it, Gaga, which was the exact joke we had in my family. She hated that name. She was like, yeah. oh, this is going to stick. Unbelievable. Right? And know what? Brings it back to Scott Varden, where he says, he knows without a doubt that we are spiritual beings. This is just like a little vessel, and, and yep. we live on, yep. and it's just proof like... You know what just happened with the speaker falling down as I'm talking about my sister and all that. Yes, and then my God, and then mom. I it's mean, happening, it, man. It just shows you they're always with us. It doesn't. Death is just. It's not the end. It's another dimension in my in my mind that. You know, you're going to be then you're kind of beyond, but you're helping people that are still here. Yes, so. Pretty awesome stuff. Man. I love it. Well, uh, uh, coincidentally, producer Dave is looking at both of us like he wishes yes. we would die right now because yes. we've gone way over. This is a nice two-hour podcast. <laughs> That's not but, fair. You know what? I'm enjoying myself. You know what? It's a podcast. If That's we go right. long, we go long. That's right. It's um, the wild, wild west. Thank we you. Go, we could go... <laughs> 40 minutes we could go 40 hours. <laughs> thank you uh, to our guests, Scott and Laura Varden. Um, thank you, our producer David and Kerry. Super Dave. Super Dave and Super Kerry. And thank you, Ronnie LeBlanc. Thank you, Maddie. I'm Maddie Blake. And most of all, thank you, monsters. Please keep the emails and messages coming. We uh, want you to provide the content. We'll just follow your lead. Videos, stories, whatever you have, we'll talk about it. We'd love to share. And, and it's funny, as these things come together, as we get them, they seem to kind of fall into place what we're talking they about. They do. It's That's <laughs> weird, too. So next week is either going to be Bigfoot Sounds or we're going to get another message from a CIA assassin <laughs> <laughs> and go with that. <laughs> you never know. That's the beauty of Monsterland. Until next time. Thank you for joining us on the Monsterland podcast. If you or someone you know has an experience to share or if you have questions, you can reach us at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. Find us on social media at monsterlandpod. Until we meet again in Monsterland. Um, <laughs> let's get out of here. Before we either A, get killed by the CIA, or Ronnie's sister appears in a full body apparition, which would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs>